Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce uh, videocast slash podcast as we bring to you uh, the latest information on the coronavirus as it relates to uh, men facing divorce in the middle of it, before it, or even after it involving modifications. We bring to you the uh, information from our attorneys around the country at Cordell and Cordell as we do this daily. As an addition, I want you to remind you to turn in on Thursdays to our live webinar where we broadcast nationally and we bring to you a panel of our attorneys from around the country trying to give you uh, different uh, aspects and different opinions on uh, as it affects coronavirus uh, on divorce. So today we wanted to talk about something different, which is dealing with the COVID as it relates to courts being closed, you know, guys around the country here that there's no access to courts perhaps, but in fact there is, and some courts around the country are performing mediations, arbitrations, settlement conferences, whatever it may be uh, via uh, technology. And so today uh, we bring to you Ashley Duffy from our Texas office in San Antonio. Welcome, Ashley. Yeah, happy to be here. So Ashley, I know it's something that uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about, which is what do guys do as they prepare for the potential of having some sort of hearing uh, online since the courts are physically closed? Uh, but maybe we start first, and that's uh, something is what is the status of the courts you know, in Texas right now? Uh, what are they doing? And then we can kind of jump right into uh, use of uh, technology for remote hearings. Sure. So in Texas, a lot of the courts uh, very quickly realized that people still need access to the courtroom, um, in particular in family law, um, and have designated a lot of family law hearings as what they consider essential hearings. Uh, in addition to that, in particular in San Antonio, um, the courts have opened up even regular hearings, so your temporary orders hearings, your final trials, et cetera, to remote access for litigants. Um, the main utilize or the main format they're using is Zoom. Um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with, in particular in this instance, everyone's been using Zoom to meet up with people. And so the courts have um, logged on to that and have been really using a lot of Zoom hearings. And so um, I'm finding that, you know, I've already conducted my first Zoom hearing here in San Antonio. I know our outlying counties and other places in the state of Texas are utilizing it as well. And so it's a whole new ball game for judges, lawyers, and litigants to utilize this format. You know, it's, it's so interesting that we would never have thought about using technology to perform court hearings or status conferences or anything until this whole pandemic. And we have to believe that some of this technology will continue on afterwards because we do find it a little bit, you know, it's easier to handle. It's actually more cost, uh, cost effective for clients. We don't have to get in the car and drive to court. We can just do it from their house, from our offices. And actually, I think it saves clients money. But Yeah, uh, definitely. Outlying counties for San Antonio, instead of driving two, three hours to try and get to where the nearest big city for a lot of these smaller counties, a Zoom hearing is definitely more cost effective. Yeah, and I and I so I think it's it is uh, going to continue on post when we get out of the shelter in place and this whole uh, pandemic, uh, and so I think this is why this is a wonderful topic for guys to talk to them about. Maybe we can start with, you know, you mentioned Zoom, but what should guys know? They're thinking, okay, I've got a hearing coming up. What do I need to check on? What do I need to have? And what should I be doing just in in advance of that hearing and preparing? And that includes, you know, the basics and you can kind of go through the, the technology what should they wear and then we'll talk a little bit further 
Yeah, so the technology, uh, I know at least in Texas, everyone is utilizing Zoom, uh, which can be utilized on your phone, tablet, or a computer. Um, you need to make sure that you at least have access to a microphone and a camera on whatever device that you're going to be utilizing. Uh, otherwise, courts can't see you in person, and that becomes problematic when they're trying to put you under oath for testimony purposes. So talk with your attorney and see if you have, if you don't have a camera phone or a tablet available to you, see what other options there are. But that is going to be the best um, item that you can have to prepare is, is make sure you've got Zoom, you can install it and you can use it. Um, and then you need to speak with your attorney about what your local county is doing because every county and even every judge is utilizing Zoom in a different way and utilizing different formats um, for things like uploading pieces of evidence. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. So I was just reading an article uh, this weekend, uh, and, and you may not have seen it, obviously, but it was written by a judge in an op-ed, and one of his complaints was that both attorneys and litigants participating via Zoom, and I want to think this was down in Florida, are showing up oh, via Zoom in their pajamas, in bed, not wearing appropriate clothes, I mean, literally wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt, and uh, I... I can't ever, I get it. We're in, a, in, a, in a, an area, in a time when everything's different and we're trying to be effective and efficient, but we're losing sight of what we're to do. And so maybe for guys, and this is so important for guys particularly, whether you're in court, in person, or on Zoom, it's about appearance. And what should they be wearing? What should they be thinking about so that when the judge sees them, that you know it, it gives credibility, right? Right. So I always tell all of my clients before any regular old fashioned court hearing that to dress appropriately for court, still court, you need to be in slacks and a button down shirt at a minimum. Um, you don't have to wear a suit. And my advice does not change for a Zoom hearing. Um, you need to make sure that you're dressed appropriately, that judges see that you're not just some bum at the pool um, taking your court hearing not very seriously. Uh, this is a very serious situation and you want to approach it as such. So just ensure you're well-groomed, appropriately dressed um, for, you know, yourself to be in front of a judge um, yeah. for potentially custody of your kids or whatever's going on in your case. Um, you also want to make sure that your background is appropriate. Um, Zoom has a lot of fun features where you can include all sorts of backgrounds. Um, and I'm discouraging that big time with clients. For some reason, they have a weird background wherever they're located. Um, mm -hmm sure it's a neutral background. We don't want a lot of pets or kids or other people shouting um, because judges do take this very seriously, even though it is via Zoom. And we want to ensure that you are um, presenting that as well and make a good first impression. And you don't want your background situation to color the judge's opinion on you before you even get started. Yeah. And in fact, not only the background, 
that's displayed, you know, these preset, but what is in the background, right? You could have whatever. I, I've talked about this. I remember 15 years ago, I was on Dr. Phil and we talked about photos, still photos, uh, you know, posted on social media, but this goes for live video. Like what is in the background? Bottles of vodka, you've got your children running around, whatever it is, this really is an opportunity to set a scene, you know, and it really is. It's telling a story that, you know, giving no, someone no opportunity to interpret it differently. And exactly. so it's key is, you know, test your video, take a look at what's in the background, clean it up, make it look, you know, as professional and, and respectful for what you know, you're facing because you're spending a lot of money with your lawyer and don't waste it, you know, on something that you just decide you don't care about. And I think that is such a great uh, uh, point in terms of uh, preparing about the background. So one of the other things we often talk about is preparation, not only for the background, but preparation like for your testimony and what you're going to say. And for guys out there that have a lawyer, one of the things we talk about in the seminars that I do at live in the evenings is spending a significant amount of time with your attorney saying, hey, can you tell me what the questions will be? Tell me what my, you know, what, walk me through my testimony. What should I be anticipating? Because if your attorney isn't doing that, you've got a problem. So maybe you can talk a little about preparation for testimony and maybe even uh, exhibits and what they should be looking at. Sure. So any testimony preparation for a hearing or trial is, is very important. Um, but I'm finding that it needs to be even more in depth for a Zoom hearing for a couple of reasons. First being that the judge is not going to get to meet you or see you in person. Um, and people take for granted how much you can really glean from a person by seeing them in person versus just seeing some head on a video screen. Um, so you need to be very intentional with words. Talk with your attorney if you've got one about, okay, what do I need to say so that the judge can really get a sense of who I am and understand, you know, what I'm feeling, what is happening, um, what the emotions are involved in this case to make sure that that is really, really coming across appropriately to the judge and they're just not listening to, you know, like the Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you sound very um, prepared, that you know exactly what's going on. And so you're just not putting off the wrong, um, giving the judge the wrong idea. And so you've got to be very clear and talk with the attorney and say, this is what I want the judge to know about me and my kids and my family. So one of the things that guys, you know, especially in person when they're in court, they always have concerns or complaints. Hey, you know, what goes on behind closed doors? You know, they don't know the expectations and someone isn't setting this, the scene and the stage and, and preparing them for, Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what the most, and this is what the least is likely to happen. And maybe is that what guys should be asking their attorney kind of so they can be prepared and know uh, because sometimes what I see is lawyers who are unprepared that I've seen on the other side, their clients aren't ready for something that may be happening and they have to be engaging in and they become very emotional and very irrational. And so is that an important thing to talk to, to clients about and have them reach out to their attorneys? Definitely. Um, expectations needs to be something that uh, you're very cognizant of walking into any hearing, and including a Zoom hearing. Uh, this, is, this is new territory for attorneys and judges um, altogether. And so you really talk with your attorney about, you know, is, is this likely to happen? Is it possible that this could happen? Is there a possibility that the judge won't want to hear a lot of what I had to say? Uh, is there a possibility that 
Um, I can't get certain pieces of evidence in, um, in particular on uh, evidence, if you want to make sure that the judge is going to see everything uh, that you want the judge to see, if it's very important to your case, you need to make sure that it's provided to your attorney as soon as possible, because a lot of the courts are requiring attorneys to exchange exhibits, which is your pieces of evidence, at least uh, one day prior to your court hearing, if court in advance as well. Um, so you got to be very, um, you got to be very careful about what you want the judge to see that's not going to be admitted into evidence necessarily, but the judge might see it beforehand. Uh, you yeah. want to make sure that you've got everything prepared and ready to go sooner than you might usually. Um, a lot of times we'll have clients tell me, oh yeah, I've got this great piece of evidence. I'll bring it to court tomorrow morning with you. And I'm like, okay, but bring me three copies and it's got to be mm -hmm. sure enough to be able to look at before we go into our hearing. Can't do that anymore. Um, yeah. we I'll exchange everything right beforehand. And so that's another big part of something for a Zoom hearing is we're going to be much more aware of what the other side has, um, which can actually help testimony and figuring out what it is that we need at going into a hearing. So one of the things as we kind of wrap up this topic is when guys are thinking courts are closed, they can't do anything. And one of the things we've been emphasizing is to continue progressing uh, settlement talks and engage, maybe mediation, talk to guys about what mediation opportunities there are in their case. So almost any part of your case can be mediated or, or done via an informal settlement conference or even an arbitration, all which doesn't require you to actually be in court if the court in your jurisdiction is completely closed. Um, but I know a lot of mediators, even here in Texas, are Zoom arbitrations, um, even Zoom informal settlement conferences I've seen. So that's another great use of this technology is uh, to get on and, and do a mediation. Um, my experience has been that the mediation is not actually that different via Zoom. Uh, it's just instead of sitting in a room uh, with your attorney, you're sitting on a computer and your attorney's on a computer and y'all are kind of talking back and forth and the mediator pops in and out. But uh, everything can be done uh, electronically for the most part, even if you don't have Zoom available to you, as long as you can talk to your attorney on a phone, um, you can get stuff handled. And in particular, with, with all this stuff happening, a lot of things are very important that they continue on and that you keep progressing your case, and that's a great way to do it. Well, Ashley, thank you. I know this is such good information for guys that don't know what's going on in the court system and what they can do. And so I appreciate uh, all of your insight and information. Sure, no problem. So continue to tune into our daily podcast as we bring you the latest information uh, on COVID-19, uh, representing guys before, during, and after divorce. Uh, check us out on Men's Divorce and CordellCordell.com. And as always, we're available for virtual and telephone converse, or consults at 866-DADS-LAW or CordellCordell.com. 866-DADS-LAW uh, or Men's Divorce or CordellCordell.com. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Mm -hmm.